people, and welcome to Reviews in Twos, where we review a movie, TV show, or book together with a friend. I'm your host, Nora Kalkman, and today I'm joined again by my friend Meredith Carter, and we are continuing our review of Shazam, a movie which came out in 2019. Also, you might have noticed, but I'm recording this after Christmas, and I have got a new microphone for Christmas, and I am so excited that the sound quality is going to be better. Shout out to my parents for being the absolute best. Thank you so much, mom and dad. I'm so excited. I feel like a real podcaster now. And um, yeah, so hope you enjoy the sound in the future, because by recording this now, I mean I'm recording the intro now. The actual episode itself is already recorded, so that sound quality will be like before. But if all goes well, all the episodes in the future will have this sound quality. So woot woot! I'm so excited! For this episode, keep in mind that we will be talking about spoilers regarding the movie. If you haven't seen the movie and you want to watch it spoiler-free, go ahead and do that first. Or you can look at the part one of our review of Shazam, where we also do a little summary. Anyway, without any further ado, let's get into the episode! Alright, so let's move into our categories that's right Um, so at the end we'll give the movie sort of a a score on five different categories um the first one will be acting the second one score and soundtrack the third one is directing and cinematography the fourth one is set design and costumes and the last one is plot and script little disclaimer i'm not an expert in any of these things uh, I have not taken any classes or anything. I'm just like a big movie, TV show, book fan. So yes, same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start with um, with the first one, acting. Um, for the amount of child actors this movie had, it was not bad. Like especially Freddie, the the guy who plays Freddie, Jack Dylan Grazer. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He was really good, and he carried his own, especially across Zachary Levi, very well. And I didn't feel like it was at all, like, forced or anything. It was just, like, a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was good. Oh, yeah. I will say there was, like, a little bit of a disconnect between Billy and Shazammed Billy. But, I mean, it's super hard for two actors to play one character as it is and then to have them be switching in between the the movie like sometimes you have one character for the first half of the movie and then an, uh, or sorry one actor playing a character for the first half and then another actor for for the rest of the movie and that's okay because then you kind of get used to the second acting style but to have them switch like mid movie like every time um, is really hard so considering that like they did quite a good job they could have been a lot worse and i'm not saying it's bad it was it was all right (laughs) (laughs) there you go um i i agree and so one of my big things that i mentioned before too was i did appreciate you know all the child acting was like you said was great for as many children and the like hard content that it was about family and them all being foster kids and like figuring that out but while i agree there was a little bit of a disconnect with young billy and shazam you know them flipping back and forth as you mentioned, the other style is like having one actor and then another. So young siblings to older, like Shazam, 
-hmm. I feel like the older actors did a really good job of like taking what the younger actors had done and like their personality traits and attributes and like young Darla acting like an eight-year-old in like a 30-year-old woman's body you know just like her just her talking style and her like just the way she she chose to use her body language and things just very much so reminded you that it was like an eight-year-old you know mind in there that's true that's true I will for my personal liking I feel like they did push a little bit the the kids stereotypes a little bit but maybe that's also just because like the weirdness of like a 30 year old trying to play an eight year old like or I don't know how old these people are but yeah Another thing is not part of the acting, but when you said that, it reminded me, like, the first power that Darla exercises is the super speed, mm-hmm. which makes complete sense with her character, and also, like, young kids just running around are, are like, a thing, and yes. so that was, that was fun, how each of them, and also, like, Eugene... I think he was the one with the lightning first because he's like the tech guy, right? Yes. So, mm-hmm. And Pedro um, got the strength because he was the one that was always working out. And, yeah. 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 So that was nice. Anyway. Yeah. I, I don't know. I initially gave the acting a 7.5 out of 10, but I'm kind of debating whether I should give it an 8 or not. I don't know. <laughs> I feel that. I, I did give it an 8. And for similar reasons, like you said, you know, some of the, some of it was just a little cheesy. Some of it was, but for the most part, working with children and adult actors and Zachary Levi makes up a good bit of that. And um, what's his name? Mark Strong Mm. that plays Dr. Savannah. Like he's just, he's a really good bad guy. (laughs) Yeah. Any other comments or shall we move on to our next category? Mm. Let's move on. Okay. So our next category is score and soundtrack. I thought it was quite like average good. Um, it was it was all right. It fit the again. It fit the tone of the movie well. Its use of dynamics and everything was also good. I wouldn't say it was like super bad or super amazing, but it was it was solid. I think it was kind of similar to Aquaman score, where it fits really well with the movie, uh, but it's not like stellar. Like I probably wouldn't listen to it without watching the movie. Right. Same. Um, I think, like I said, in interspersing like the Christmas songs with the more serious parts of the score, like helped liven it up, helped lighten the mood, helped remember that it was Christmas time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, yeah, it wasn't like a, it was just, it was just very lighthearted and kind of kept it going. And I love music, but scores, I'm the worst at like hearing them because I get so enthralled in the movie. So then at the end, it's like, well, what'd you think of the soundtrack? And I'm like, I don't know what the soundtrack sounded like. And you would notice it if there was no soundtrack, mm-hmm. but yeah. so. That's probably credits to a good score when you can't notice it because you're so engrossed in the movie. That's true. Mm-hmm. However, I will say again on the DC track, Man of Steel, Henry Cavill, the hero. The Man of Steel soundtrack is Hans Zimmer and it is on point. Like I can listen to that without the movie but the, the cool thing is you can listen to it without the movie and still kind of know where that is in the movie as far as like the swells and the what's going on. But this didn't really have that much. Like the, the end fight scene is like a big thing. And, but there wasn't a whole lot of like super ups and downs of the movie. It was just kind of a, you know, yeah, it was, it was yeah. pretty evenly keeled. Yeah. I think they did a good job. Not like, yeah, 
I think it was good. I gave it an eight because, as I said, it fits well. I gave it a seven and a half. So seven point <laughs> five. Switched. We did. We switched that one. <laughs> All right. So on to directing and cinematography. So oh, yes. yeah, my first note is nice animation on the credits. So props to whoever did that. That's great. And again, the tone and stuff like it wasn't super dark. Again, I appreciated that. Um, I do have a note here. I'm not sure if this goes in directing or who made the decision or like in Mm -hmm. script maybe. I was, I have to say, I was a little bit disappointed when all the siblings got shazammed that Mary, the oldest sister, also got a different person for her shazammed Mary because I feel like it was a little bit of a missed opportunity. Like you kind of lose, it could have been like, Okay, so the point of getting shazammed, it's like you're full to your, your full potential, your ideal self, and that includes powers and stuff. So I felt like it was a missed opportunity because Mary is almost an adult already, mm-hmm. and it, it could have been the thing like, oh, you're okay with who you are, like you are your best self by being just yourself, you know? Like, oh, Yeah. No, I yeah. probably would have definitely, I probably would have liked that a little better. <laughs> I was a little bit sad on that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the directing and cinematography was decent. You know, you mentioned the CGI earlier that it wasn't, you know, you didn't love it. I think there were parts that were really good. And I think this like directorial production staff, I think has been pretty good at CGI so there are some things that you don't notice Mm -hmm. and then there are some you know there's a few flight scenes that like it just looks very CGI'd but the fact that it looks you know even in all the flying scenes that Zachary Levi still looks like Zachary Levi Mm -hmm. you know that they were able to do that is pretty cool um this also does reflect how I felt about the DC movie and how they moved into more Marvel territory that I was less impressed than you were and there's been a lot of controversy in the past couple of years with Warner Brothers and that kind of really came out with the Justice League movie, but it even kind of bleeds into Shazam, which came out after Justice League. So for my personal opinion about some of the directors and producers, I'm less impressed with them. Warner Brothers has in the last couple of years gone through a clean out of house and there's been a lot of rumors about, um, I say rumors, but a lot of things with um, how they treated people on set and how decisions were made and different things like that that are just not okay. So for that, I try to not put my personal feelings into it and look directly at the movie, but that definitely does bleed into it a little bit. I gave it a six out of 10 because I did love the CGI and love the, the general cinematography of it. But as far as my personal opinions about the directors and producers, it was a little bit less for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I originally gave it an eight, but I don't think I took into account my note about Mary. <laughs> I just feel like it's a very much a missed opportunity, and it would have been. Yeah. I mean, yes, they have this theme about family and stuff, but I don't know. Maybe they thought it would be too much, or maybe they didn't think about it, or it was like too risky. But I just, it was right there. It was. Oh right yeah, there. I think it's a great idea. Right there. So yeah, I'm going to give it a. 7.5 out of 10. Nice. On to set design and costumes. Personally, <laughs> in my opinion, the Shazam costume wasn't really my favorite. 
uh, I thought it was too pristine, too too white. The cape was too white. I mean, like I mean, it never know. got dirty. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, what was the point of the cape? Besides, like the seven deadly sins being able to like grab him by the cape in the fight. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But then I guess that's also kind of the point. If being shazammed means you're like the ideal person, your costume, your clothes would probably also be ideal. But mm. other than that, I thought there was really nice consistency between the characters. Each one of the kids had their own style reflecting their character. So the big one, of course, being Freddy with the superheroes. He always had some sort of like either superhero t-shirt. He has a Superman backpack. Um, all of those things. Also, Darla is always in bright colors like pinks and purples and really like fun. Um, Mary is a bit more sophisticated because she is older, but she's still kind of like trendy. Yeah. And Billy... He's, like, the kind of person who doesn't, like, really care because he's, like, rebellious in quotation marks. Um, so, like, with his hat, uh, like, little, I don't know, I, I feel like that's kind of, like, a rebellious to always wear a hat even when indoors sometimes. And, like, the fingerless gloves, too, which are gray and, yeah, his hat is, like, darker colors, so it's also, like, mm-hmm. his moral ambiguity. Um, oh. Also, I feel like he's always kind of dressed, especially with the gloves and the hat, like, to, to kind of, like, slip away. I put the CGI here because okay. of the set design, which I said wasn't great. Otherwise, the house where they have the foster family, I thought was quite well done. It seemed very homey, you know, not like top of the line because that's just like not possible with um, six kids and they're probably not like rich. Mm-hmm. But it, but they did do well in making it like a, a homey feel and it did feel like it could be a real home somewhere. Yeah. Yes. I I think I leaned more on set design than costumes because I feel like you, I think the, the consistency with the Shazam costumes was nice because everybody mm-hmm. in the end had a little bit of their personality in it, but it all was like consistent with the lightning and the, mm-hmm. the style of it. But like you said, yeah, it was all very pristine, very, very superhero-y. But um, thinking about costuming, like you were talking about with Billy's, one thing I noticed rewatching it this time is that they did a really good job of being consistent with him being a foster child and like looking for his mom and keeping, you know, he kept the little prize that they got at the fair. His book bag is also the same one that he was wearing at the fair when he got lost. Really? So it's the same green book bag, oh. which makes, which would make so much sense being in the foster system. A lot of kids don't have, you know, luggage or bags or things to like carry from house to house. So like, the fact that he had a book bag and his mom had given it to him and, or a backpack, sorry, I made fun of for calling it a book bag, a backpack, that it's, it's the same one. So that's him holding on to it, but also just like a really good point to him being very transient and a foster kid that like, he didn't have a whole lot. Oh, wow. I never noticed mm-hmm. that. But as far as set design, like being in Philadelphia, which is where it was set, was really, I think they did a really good job of keeping that consistent and like, showing the city and making it feel very not New Yorky, not metropolis, you know, that it just, it felt like it was in Philadelphia, which is a big city, but not too big. And yeah, that just the set design and the background and all of that did a really good job of him being a superhero in a city, but it not being New York city. 
And, oh, I 100% agree about the, the foster home, that it was big because there's a lot of kids and I'm sure they've been in and out, but um, still feeling very homey, but not being like, like you said, super pristine and like clean and updated and all of this stuff. It just is a home and that's what they needed. So for set design, I actually gave it set design and costumes. I actually gave it an eight out of 10. Mm, nice. So yeah, I gave it a 7.5 because it was really good. Um, however, again, I don't know, with the down costumes. And also, I grouped the CGI into this category, so. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, generally, I guess the CGI was good. I just, like, the monster CGI was where I was thrown off. Um, mm-hmm. bit, so, yeah. Yeah, especially because they're so prevalent in the movie. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. On to our last category. Yep. Plot and script. Yes. Um, <laughs> the first thing I wrote was solid. it's yeah i mean it is a superhero movie it does have that familiar feel of a superhero movie but i feel like it has its own niche especially within the dc universe um the characters felt well developed as much as you can do with such a big main character castish or important characters at least and they set it up really well um, to go deeper if they do, if and when they do another movie. And it wasn't like they weren't trying to do everyone's origin story. Again, the characters did feel mostly well-rounded and in place where they had mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, also more part of like the script. Maybe it was also cinematography. Um, <laughs> when... Okay, well, first of all, I think they did a a good job of having the audience kind of grow into the idea of Shazam along with Billy, where he gets more and more comfortable Mm. throughout the movie. Uh, I know I, as an audience, was like, first I was very skeptical, as I said, and by the end I was like, yes, Shazam! And then that one scene where he's going back to save his brothers and sisters and he jumps off of the roof and transforms like mid-jump and goes into like the flying thing was like, yes, that was, that was great. Um, Mm -hmm. The, there was a moment where I was kind of taken aback. So Billy has this moment with Dr. Sivana. He's in Shazam form and he's just, um, it's right after the flight scene. So he's just come from the rejection by his mother and trying to save his foster family. And he, he does this sort of, I know how you feel speech that sometimes the heroes do in movies, but it kind of felt weird. Like, Yes, it makes sense that they're both coming from different places of rejection by their parents. But at the same time, I don't know if it was like the pacing or if it was cut short. Like, yeah, I mean, if you trust your audience, it was it was nice. But I don't know, it felt like something was missing. It was just like, oh, I know how you feel. And then back into the the action. And it was just kind of left like that. On the other hand, the super villain speech. That's amazing because like yes you have the you're very used to 
having a, a super villain do like the, oh yes, and I'm going to take over the world and whatever, but <laughs> they do it in such a great way because they're, if you've seen the movie, you know that they're both like in the air and they're like very, very far apart. So half the time, Dr. Savannah is being super dramatic and like broody, villainy self. And Billy is just like, what are you saying? I can't hear you. <laughs> Back and forth was just great. Oh, I love that. And oh, yeah. Yeah, the timing of that was great. However, some of the other jokes didn't necessarily land, but overall it was, it was a nice execution. It was good. I agree. Like you I said, think... it's a bit cheesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I, like, like we were saying, the plot can... It was much more lighthearted, but had some serious, you know, the whole aspect of family, the whole aspect of figuring out where you belong, who you choose, and even the whole Billy, like, fulfilling his potential. I mean, he was chosen to be Shazam as a last resort. It Mm -hmm. was, I need somebody, Savannah's already got the seven deadly sins, you're all I've got, so you better live up to it, you know, and that's a lot of pressure to put on a 14-year-old kid who already has a lot of other stuff going on in his life. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think hitting those important points were really good. However, like we said, sometimes, you know, the trying to make it more lighthearted was a little bit forced. Like there seemed to be a serious moment and then either a joke would be thrown in or it would just like, you would get taken out of the moment by something else happening. And so some of that felt a little cheesy, a little forced, like you said, with his like superhero speech, you know, it was a little kitschy, a little predictable. So the the superhero speech was well intended it was just executed poorly Mm -hmm. yeah what score did you give it i gave it a seven out of ten i gave it an eight nice i'm just calculating the final points now so from me the final score adding them all up together multiplying by two and then dividing by ten complicated um (laughs) the total score is a 7.7 out of 10 from me my overall score is a 7.3 out of 10 oh close so not that bad yeah all right any final thoughts or comments or feelings just that this was really fun yeah (laughs) So yeah, and any other chance you want to have a superhero movie, a book, you know, talk, anything like that, I would be more than happy to come back. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Would you like to plug anything? Um, I mean, if you want to see lots of pictures of my five nieces, you can find me on Instagram. So at Mare, M-E-R-E, Lane, L-A-Y-N-E. But really, I, I don't have a super big social media presence. I just like to stalk other people and figure out what they're doing with their lives. But if you want to do that to me, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you again for being guest on the show. Um, yes, I really enjoyed it as well. And listeners, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you guys enjoyed it as well as much as we enjoyed talking about this movie. If you liked what you heard, um, feel free to share with a friend. Or And if you want to stay updated with all the latest podcast stuff, like when an, another episode is going to come out and all that jazz, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at reviews in twos with the two as a number. 
or if you want to send us an email you can as well through reviews and twos at gmail.com also with the two as a as a number so yeah thank you guys so much and have a wonderful day